Welcome to the Chicago Camps Podcast, brought to you in partnership with Simplecast. Publish your podcast the easy way at simplecast.fm. Today, we're speaking with Jen Downs, a speaker mentor for Speaker Camp Boston on October 11th. Jen is a UX researcher at Shootproof and is a Speaker Camp veteran, having been a mentor and a coordinator for Speaker Camp Atlanta in 2014. Hey, Jen. Hi, Russ. Thanks for joining us as a mentor at Speaker Camp Boston. We're really excited that we get to do another one of these events. Um, and it's exciting that someone like you who has come up as a public speaker in the last few years joins us. So maybe you can tell us, how did you get started in public speaking? Well, I do have to say that it was an entirely beer-based decision. Um, I, I never thought I would be a public speaker. I have been... Uh, for most of my life, absolutely terrified of public speaking. Um, even in, in small groups, I had trouble like giving presentations and things like that. And um, in 2011, I was asked to speak at a friend's conference. And I, I absolutely, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he was like, oh, well, why don't we just we'll go get a beer and we'll talk about it. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And um but the thing about 2011 is um, it was kind of my year of yes. So I was saying yes to everything so I could expand my comfort zone. And I knew I was going to have to speak at this conference because that was what I was doing that year, saying yes to everything. Um, so after about three Guinness, I finally uh, finally said, yeah, I'll, I'll speak at your conference. Nice. We didn't have to give you a single Guinness to get you to sign up to help as a mentor. Well, no, I mean, it's been, it's been a little bit, I'm, I'm a little bit more, uh, you know, comfortable with this sort of thing now. Sure. We'll, we'll take that as, as an answer. And, and if we need to owe you a Guinness, we can work on that. So <laughs> you just, you just told us, what was that first conference that you spoke at though? Um, it was Remix South in Atlanta. And how did it go? Um, you know, it actually went pretty, it, it was pretty good. Um, I was speaking about, let's see, this is 2011, so it was about, uh, I think, how MailChimp does UX across the company, and it was something I was super familiar with, so I could I could have talked about it for hours anyway, and um, I, I do remember about 10 minutes into it, I was so nervous that I, I sort of blacked out a little bit, and I thought I was going to faint, and I grabbed hold of the podium, not like dramatically, you know, I just put my hands on it, and told the audience, I was like, you know, I, I just have to take a moment and regroup. I'm a little nervous. And, um, cause I was really just trying not to fall over. <laughs> I was so terrified. And, uh, somebody yelled out, it's her first time speaking. And the audience just erupted into applause and they're like, you can do it. And, um, you know, I thought kind of, okay, it, it probably didn't go great. Probably was not the best, um, not the best presentation, but, Last year, I finally got the courage up to watch myself speak because it was recorded, and um, I, I did okay. Like I was really okay for a first-time speaker. <laughs> That's really hard to do, and it's also one of the, the benefits, I think, that we offer with Speaker Camp is that we record those five-minute presentations and the five minutes of critique afterwards, so you can see your mannerisms. You can see how you approach the 
stage, if you will, and you can even see how you respond to the feedback given to you. And that's, uh, I think that's really, like I said, one of the most valuable things. And, and it's awesome to hear that you, uh, you did that. I'm also petrified. Uh, and I suspect that, uh, you probably won't want to listen to the podcast immediately after it's done and posted either. Right. Um, actually listening to myself is not nearly as hard as watching myself. Ah, um, band experience, right? Uh, band experience, yeah, sing, being a singer and hearing your vocal tracks singled out um, without the music is pretty intense. Um, and uh, as, as, Linda, I, as Linda McCarthy teaches us, McCartney, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, doing usability testing and having to listen to myself ask questions and interview people, I've gotten really used to the sound of my own voice, um, so it doesn't freak me out anymore. So what was the worst or something at least significant in some sort of negative way conference presentation that you've given? Was it that one that you just mentioned? Oh, no. No, not by a long shot. Um, My worst speaking experience was in 2012. And I won't say what conference because I have to say something bad about somebody um, in order to tell you about why it was so bad. Um, But a few days before I was supposed to speak... um, one of the technical points in my presentation actually became obsolete. Um, and so I spent a week trying to fix my presentation with a workaround, but it was super complicated and it was boring. And I was not excited about giving the talk. And then when I actually went to give the talk, my slides were messed up on the screen because they were using a different um, aspect ratio than I was used to. And um, the AV guy who was helping me said, I don't know if he knew I was standing there or what, but he was like, I wish somebody else would help her because I want to be in another talk. And I was just absolutely crushed. It was like, this is, I don't want to do this. My presentation's boring. The guy's not helping me. And of all things, this was the talk that Jared Spool decided to come see, for see me talk for the first time. And it was just, it was horrible. And I, I, got through it. I went back to my hotel. I threw some pillows around. I called a friend and I was like, my career is over. That was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty awful. Well, and here you are. So how did you recover? I mean, what made you get back on the horse? Um, actually it was, fortunately I recovered pretty quickly. Um, it ended up that, um, you know, it was it was a conference where I didn't know a lot of people, and um, like I wasn't going to, I wasn't having meals with people because I didn't know anybody and nobody was inviting me to stuff. And I'm a little bit shy when it comes to approaching people. And um, one of the speakers actually took me under her wing, um, and you know, took me to dinner and talked to me. And she ended up giving me her spot on a tour of the um, Obama campaign headquarters, and. After that, I totally forgot about how terrible that presentation was, and I actually got to meet a lot of the other speakers um, on that tour and actually started like realizing nobody actually knows what happened, and it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It was just, you know, it was 45 minutes of my life, and, you know, that was it. And I'm going, wow, I was at that conference. I know. Um, <laughs> I know, too. And um, you're right. You know, as somebody who was at that conference, and I may have been in your presentation, I don't recall that, which is pretty fantastic. 
uh, in general to be able to say that. What I mean is there's a good chance that I was in, in your room for a while or in there and prepping for my own talk, and it didn't hit me. And even being at the same conference, there was no drama around it. Nobody came up and said, did you hear what happened to Jen? Which is, <laughs> right? But I think that's a really good lesson for people to, to understand. It's um, that old saying, the show must go on, or the audience doesn't know that you just missed a mark in the play, yeah. or you just dropped a verse in the song, or whatever yeah. it is. Well, and I also, um, it last year, I had spoken to um, a friend of mine about it, and I was like, yeah, that was just a really terrible experience. And, um, and I said, you know, and, and Jared was there and that just hurt. Cause I, I know that he likes to go watch new speakers and, and, you know, find new speakers for his conferences too. And so she, she kind of went behind my back a little bit and she asked him, she was like, do you remember Jim's presentation at that one conference? And he was like, Oh God, if it was as terrible as mine was, I mean, she probably had a really hard time. <laughs> so it wasn't, like it, it, he he apparently felt like his presentation wasn't very good, too. And I was there, and it was good. So <laughs> well, I remember his explicitly. I, I I certainly remember his, and I remember some of the things that were in it. But I remember I, I remember explicitly that conference, and that the I think it was one of the first years that conference was in that place. And if I recall, everything about that was difficult from a presenter's perspective. Like none of the rooms were greatly set up for it, and it was you know it was not fantastic across the board. So it's pretty awesome that I I think to hear more than one person say that it you know wasn't a great experience for them it makes you feel better as a presenter like oh crap it wasn't me necessarily yeah and you don't and you don't want to go talk to the i mean i don't want to go talk to the other speakers when something like that happens and say hey i'm not having a really great experience how's your experience because i was so young at it at that time you know it was like i didn't feel like i could say anything or talk to anybody about it except for people that I knew back home, you know? So, so let me say something or ask something here. And that is, um, as you've progressed through it all, have you learned that that's a little different? Um, meaning that you can talk yeah. to other presenters about my experience was not great or I just tanked. Yeah. Because I know better how I, 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 I having helped organize some workshops and conferences after that, you know, I know that if something like that, if a speaker was unhappy with something, I would want them to tell me as a conference organizer so I could make things better for them or apologize for something that happened. Um, I also am more confident in myself as a speaker and know that, you know, I'm not, I'm not new at this anymore. So I can say things, you know, I have a little bit, I have enough clout to say things, you know, and to talk about my experiences. Whereas being new at it, you, you kind of are afraid to talk about it because you want to get invited back. You want to try it again, you know? Um, and also I also, I've really gotten to know a lot more speakers and I know that they're just as terrified as I am, even if they've been speaking for a lot longer than I have. So that's, that's where I was going to go is, is now that you know more people and I know you and I have talked about it before too, you, you know that, you know, even Jared paces in a certain way and does a certain thing. And we all go into our little hidey holes and have little mannerisms or put up walls before our talks that there's no 
We all have our, <laughs> our weird, crazy things that we do before we get there and, and how we handle it. So it's, yeah. I mean, that, at least for me, made it okay. Scott Birkin's book on Confessions of a Public Speaker made me feel like I wasn't bat crap crazy with all my routines that I do before I give a presentation. So that's that's really awesome. What's the one thing that you wish you knew about this public speaking stuff before you got started or once you kind of started doing a little bit of it that you know now? You know, I off the top of my head, I really, I really can't think of anything I wish I'd known um, starting out. Except maybe that, except maybe that the other speakers are, you know, are people too, (laughs) you know, and it's funny because, you know, I've played in bands a lot and I've met a lot of rock stars, you know, in my life. And there've only been a couple of times where I've been like unbelievably starstruck because I've seen how it works. I've seen the behind the scenes. I, you know, I know that musicians are, are people with lives. They're maybe a little bit more interesting than other people's lives, but they're just, they're just people. And maybe not something I wish I knew, but maybe I wish I hadn't been quite so intimidated by people. Um, when I first got started, you know, I just didn't feel like, again, like I said, like I wasn't sure if I could talk to people, you know, I, I, my little joke about it is everybody poops. <laughs> we all do. I don't care if you're Dave Grohl or Jared Spool, Jen Downs or Russ Unger. We all. Oh no, I don't want to think about Dave Grohl pooping. <laughs> but now that you know yes. that he poops, um, you know he's oh. just like you. And when and all of those people <laughs> mentioned when nobody's looking, they pick their damn nose. So you know all of that stuff happens. We're all very real, no matter how much you see a guy like Jared get up on stage and how it just looks effortless for him you know that he'll he'll, he's the first to tell you find him a half an hour before he has to give a talk and I to that I would say if you can find him a half an hour before he has to give a talk because I think he's pretty good at disappearing for that little bit (laughs) but um anyway to to move on to the next one so you mentioned you're taking a little break and and I'm guessing you're going to keep doing this but why are you still doing public speaking today well, actually, I, you know, I went last year from traveling, I think it was 100 plus days um, to only having about four or five speaking engagements this year, mostly local. And the things I've done this year have just been things I've been really, really passionate about. Um, you know, I, I talked to um, Code for America about research and I did a women in technology panel here in Atlanta and I just want to kind of help facilitate things that I feel really strongly about and things I feel really good about. And um, I'm actually really looking forward to getting back to it next year. Um, I'm doing a couple of research projects. Um, One, I'm kind of researching UX research um, and talk, you know, finding out where we struggle, um, not just new people, but where, you know, seasoned people struggle and what we're nervous about and, you know, how we can help each other do better research. Um, and I'm also doing some photography, um, like photography sales studies for my new gig. Um, and I'm just really excited about those things. I love sharing what I'm passionate about. And I also really miss my friends on the speaking circuit. So, I would like to see some more of those people next year. 
That's that's fantastic, and I absolutely understand what you mean about the the friends of the speaking circuit. There's certainly um, there's certainly a little bit of camaraderie that happens with the same set of terrified people yeah. <laughs> that you see from place to place. Um, my last question for you today is: Why do you hope others will start doing more presenting at conferences? Um, and I know you know why Speaker Camp wants to do it, but but what's your your reason for for helping out with this and hoping other people get on board? Um. I think it's always good to hear new ideas and new approaches to things. Um, But for me personally, getting involved with speaker camp, um, I want more women to speak at conferences and I want them to see, you know, um, I want them to see more women presenters and have people they can talk to and ask questions of, Um, you know, it's, it's easier to do things. It's easier to, to, to go for bigger things when you can see somebody who's like you, who's done it before. Um, and I think women are often um, a little more nervous about speaking in front of people. Um, you know, a lot of times we think, gosh, we have to be an expert on every single part of everything just in case. What if somebody asks in the QA, uh, in the Q&A, like, something I don't know? And it's like, well, no, you don't actually have to be an expert at every single piece of it. Just be an expert about what you know. And, and, and really be solid about it for this 45 minutes and share what you know. Um, and I, I think sometimes it's, it's scary to, it's scary to get up and do that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I wholly agree. One of the, the best lessons that I learned from Jared school was, um, even if you are sharing something that validates someone else's experiences or thinking you are providing tremendous value. And I think that's fantastic. And that's why people shouldn't be afraid of getting up there and just feeling like they're saying something that everybody knows. Because A, not everybody knows. And B, you could be talking to somebody who is in an environment where they are the be-all, end-all to the topic, and they need to hear somebody else's voice affirming that they're not bat crap crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a fantastic thing. And, and you know, as part of what we do for Speaker Camp, uh, it's we do these at barely break even prices so that we can we can pull these out and and put them into communities where we can help find more diversity and new voices so we think that that's super important and and we're glad that you're here to help us uh do better stuff with it too so thank you for the podcast today and thanks for being a mentor for speaker camp we really appreciate all that you do for us yeah you're welcome i i really enjoy it so it's a it's a fun uh fun workshop to be involved with Excellent. Thanks again. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Chicago Camps podcast, brought to you in partnership with Simplecast. Publish your podcasts the easy way at simplecast.fm. And learn more about Speaker Camp and other Chicago Camps events on our website at chicagocamps.org.